Welcome to the Shutdown Forecast. I'm not Spencer Hall. I am not Spencer Hall. I'm joined by not Spencer Hall. Spencer Hall is, he'll be joining us in just a few minutes. You'll, yeah, you'll see. Yeah, just, just, just hang super, just like, let's do the restaurant thing. Oh, just like 10, 15 more minutes, guys. That's all here. Uh, I'm going to give you this virtual buzzer. Go over to the bar and have an overpriced martini and some nuts. Spencer's going to be here super soon. Super, super soon. Spencer is Spencer gonna be like a five minute wait. Can you pull forward into the <laughs> into the um the empty space over there? Yeah, I know. We'll, I know. We'll, it's, we'll it's bring the far. bearded jackass to your car. It's okay. No, no, no. It's no trouble at all. We'll just we'll just push shove him right into the trunk. Yeah, I know. There's probably not room for all that in your trunk. That's fine. We'll just we'll time to the luggage rack. It's fine. Everybody will just think it's a dead Christmas tree. <laughs> He loves it up there. Uh, Spencer is, um, he's a, a Colorado, right? Is that right? He's doing win- He's doing wintry things, which is great because his beard uh, in the winter environment with like a ski hat on. Oh my God. He looks, he looks like an extra on like a special Christmas episode of Justified. It's amazing. Yeah. Either that or um, the... Uh, abominable creature from the Rudolph, the claymation Rudolph. Right, right. Yeah. This is this is this is what a snowman looks like without any snow. This is the skeletal insides, <laughs> just humongous bones. <laughs> just it's just all. it's just three big round bones. <laughs> that's that's Spencer's innards. A stack of round bones. <laughs> He's an anatomically correct skeleton innards. That's what he is. A whole working system. Yep. Thanks for Austin. God three, damn it. Three bones with organs inside of them. Three organs. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a thick uh, carapace to protect. You know, like a T eight hundred, but for snowmen. <laughs> it all makes sense. God, there's there's no college football. There's n- what is? I'm like, <sighs> Jim McElwain got a job. Woo hoo! Yeah. Woo-hoo! That's it. Yeah. Um, Nick Saban went and hired, uh, quite arguably the country's best defensive line coach, which, oh, okay. Maybe Bama have a really good defensive line now. Can you imagine that? Finally, finally areas of weakness being addressed. Wouldn't that be weird and exciting worth discussing? Oh, we should just, oh, I forgot. We can make up news. Um, yeah, you can transfer now whenever you want and you don't have to sit out. You, You can transfer week to week if you want to. If you want to just sort of, you know, be like a circuit court judge back in the day, riding the circuit. Oh, I'm all-time quarterback. That's what they call me. I can't be tied down to one school. Got to be moving on. Thank you. Yep, you can do it now. Look it up. NCAA just said, fuck it. Why not? We don't care anymore. Totally legal. Yep, that passed. You can just go out there and be like, I declare myself UConn, and voila, you play for UConn. I don't know why you would want to play for UConn. Here's how the transfer, here's how the transfer rule should work. If you transfer up, and you know, I don't know, we'll use let's say Bill Connolly's S and P Plus system for this, right? If you transfer yeah, up, we're in charge. If you transfer up, I'll okay. You have to sit out a year. If you transfer down, start right away. Start right away. Multiple times, you can transfer all the way. You can start all the way at Georgia, Alabama, Clemson level. Drop on down, say like, mm, I'm gonna play for, um, I'm gonna play for Michigan now. Okay, drop on down a little bit more. Uh, I'm gonna play for the uh, Mississippi State now. 
keep going and just keep going. Just keep going until you find the spot that's right for you. Like that's a, the way we should work the transfer system. Like a like something like a piece of fruit falling out of falling out of a tree and just passing through. It's more like human plinko, I think. That's it. Yeah. Human plinko. So it, and you say uh, and you, and you're saying, oh, that's so savage, so disrespectful to college football. Mm-hmm. Consider all of the rest of it. So if you transfer down, you can play right away. You'll have this you can right. play right away. You can, you don't you don't have to sit out a day. So you could rig it if you really set up your schedule right. You could rig it so you play like twenty games in a season. Mm-hmm. You could just really burn a lot of calories. That's right. That's right. And then that's great for your draft prospects. People look at you and say, "Oh, look at this guy." Or if you're already talented. You can keep transferring and just transferring during bye weeks, and it'll basically be like, well, you know, untested but fresh. Mm-hmm. Be like, oh damn, just missed it, just Rats. missed it, you know. But but practiced hard, practiced yeah. real real hard. Co- coach coach say, well, he came in, he did, he had a good study hall. Um, <laughs> he had perfect attendance once he found where the math building was. That was a that was a real ordeal. It, his dorm bathroom was cleanish. And that's what counts. <laughs> he used it once. It, I'm not going to say it was perfect. Not up to our standards here at Western Kentucky. But, but you know what? It, it showed promise. showed development. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, that's what the NCAA said. Um, mm-hmm. If you get your news, if you get your college football news only from this program, don't look it up. No need to. Why would you? I don't know. Um, yeah. And if you're if you're a media member and you get your college football, oh, man, you better go blog that. Yeah, Boy, post it. Boss, post it right now. Bo- boss is probably pretty pissed. You missed that piece of news. Probably should blog it. You don't. You don't. You don't even have to credit us on it because it's already. Oh, no, it's no. already public domain. Isn't that the term? Yep, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. It's ca- it's the Camptown Races rule. That's what they call it because mm-hmm. it's free for everyone. Yep. Because the NCAA is, is as old as that song. <laughs> is as, that song as yes. old and possibly racist? Based on that one movie where they sing it. The one movie? Yeah. The- that sounds right. The movie with Gene uh, Wilder in it. What is it? The cowboy movie? Space Cowboys? Or are you talking mm. about Urban or what? What with Gene Wilder? No, as, his, oh, is the cow? Oh, oh, Blazing sorry. Saddles. Thought, that's it. I thought you meant Gene Hackman, and I was very confused. Yeah, Blazing Saddles. Yeah, Blazing Saddles. They sing it in that, and I think it's supposed to seem as if it's racist, but I don't really know anything about it. But anyway, it's old, so it probably is. Um, also in the news, that's it, man. That's it. That's fucking that's it. it. The that's NFL it. combine is coming up. That's, that is awesome. That's, that's just awesome news. So we, we <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wait, 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 wait. Lamar Jackson's a wide receiver. There, Lamar we Jackson. Forgot that piece. <laughs> Lamar Jackson, Jackson has again been moved to wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This just keeps happening. I can't, I don't, I don't know what we're going to, what we're going to do to. Here's the thing. Stick. So Bill Bill Polian said two notable things today. Former what Colts general manager Bill Polian? Uh the guy who drafted Peyton Manning and then tried to trade him for like a decade or something like that. Right. Right, right, right. He said he said two things in national press today. Today is Monday something something, I don't know. First was Lamar Jackson's wide receiver. He's too short, he's too inaccurate, but he's got great open field instincts. Compared him to Antonio Brown. That's thing one. Thing two. Not related to college football directly, 
He said if he's the Philadelphia Eagles and somebody wants to trade for Nick Foles, Super Bowl champion, may his name forever be praised, Philadelphia, it will. He's not listening unless you're bringing two first rounders and two second rounders for Nick Foles. For how many Nick Foles? For how, for how, for, oh, it's a gross. Okay. That's 144 Nick Foles. Y- yep. Yep. They all, the, you, you, uh, you got to pull your, you got to pull the F-250 around to the back mm-hmm. of the Eagles store and then they'll just load, they're on pallets. They just load them up. Here you go. Perfect flesh boys. 144 of them. Take them with you. They're hard workers. Is it like, humble. is it a, a drum full of Nick Foles and you add water? No, no, you, buddy, you don't want to add water. They'll expand too quickly. <laughs> don't add. No, you, you leave them. You leave them out on the lawn overnight, and then the morning dew. They slowly expand. If you just add water directly, but oh, but you're gonna, you're gonna ruin your house. You're gonna destroy your roof. You're gonna have a bunch of large rowdy Nick Foles boys. <laughs> oh, these. Oh, what happened to the garage? Well, well, you had a, too many Nick Foles in it. Well, pipe burst and and it got to the Nick Foles barrel. <laughs> yeah, that'll happen. Um, well, that's that's uh, so that he wants four draft picks for. Um, he wants four for the backup for quarterback Nick, for Nick for Nick Foles. So, which has led me to this conclusion: Bill Polian is just saying shit just to, just to make life uncomfortable for current NFL GMs. That's it, because if if the Eagles got an offer tomorrow that was like, uh, hey. Uh, it's Team X here, and we're very dumb, and we like to offer you two first-round picks for Nick Foles. Right now, you'd think they'd be like, well, oh, Jesus, we kind of got to take that deal. But now, Bill Polian's out here saying, mm, kind of getting fleeced here, boys. Giving up your big, wet, soppy boy for just two first-rounders, huh? Seems like an error, and that's you, why I like it. You suckers. You only took three first round he's just picks. he's just going around leaving yelp reviews on restaurants he's never been to and never will go to that's all the internet's for and that's that's all sports media is for so yeah this guy is um very informed obviously he's very, very <laughs> right right very good assessment of things and uh his, his brain his on... brain his brain is very healthy because it's <laughs> the same brain that says lamar jackson's a wide receiver but you should give up two entire drafts basically <laughs> For Nick Foles, <laughs> it's a healthy brain. Yeah. Hmm. Every, well, everything's fine. So, uh, folks, you're all caught up on football news. I always that it always cracks me up when we try to keep up with news on this program because, like, man, who gives a shit? I don't. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not a very newsworthy program. It's just like the the news section. It's like, ah, let's find some stuff to say. Uh, uh, all right, maybe. Maybe Bapolian knew that this was a dull time of year. Maybe he listens to the shutdown forecast. And maybe, with, again, his perfectly healthy brain, he predicted our prompt. He wanted he, – this was his <laughs> boldest take. We asked for your boldest questions, takes, etc. This was – when we put this one out, this was, this was the most, like, I don't know, y- y'all fill in the details prompt we've ever sent out. It was just like, I don't know, type some words. And boy, did y'all respond. Whenever we do this, and I think I think you, our audience, know this, uh, this is the teacher who went to a wedding over the weekend and is showing up on Monday without a... Ah, I don't know. Let's just watch Glory. Here we go. 
Uh, please just write an, uh, write an essay about what you would do if you were an astronaut stranded in space. Here, uh, this is a math class. Uh, just write it. Write the essay. Just write. It. Don't you want to be an astronaut? Shh. Stop <laughs> astronauts. Astronauts use math, and they're very quiet because space is quiet. <laughs> There's no sound in space. Do you, do you kids know that? I um in, in college when I was an English education major, I had to intern at a middle school and a high school. And one day I was put in charge of the middle school for the middle school class for an entire day um, with the extremely minimal lesson plan. Um, so I was like, all right, we're going to watch the video. And boy, I'll tell you, that video, it does not cover an entire seven hour day. So it's sort of like we're going to watch the video again. <laughs> what, what, uh, what was the video, if you recall? I really do not even remember. I, it, oh, it was something about like the history of um, media in the state of Georgia or something like that. Like the first TV station or whatever. Um, it was really good stuff. And I, I remember a few, a few hours into the day, I, it was at the point where I was telling the kids, all right, you can rap, but rap quietly to yourselves. <laughs> because... <laughs> The, the 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 table banging was it was becoming disruptive to some of the other classrooms that that um weren't generating quite as many bars as ours was but these are these are prison rules okay okay you can rap but only when you got phone time okay i'll tell you what the door in prison that's a hell of a that is a hell of a drum you bang on that thing it's got some serious repercussion Re to it you know, it sounds like it sounds like the grinding beat anytime you so much as touch the door in prison Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So anyway, there's our, no college football happening. So our listeners sent in some they typed some words at us. Um they're pretty good words, I think. Good job by all of them. I'm proud of them. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? Um, let's see here. I like this one from our good friend Chris Barnwall. When is the last time you beat an eighty to one hundred hour video game? <laughs> Jesus. Well, what, um, what, what, like, what, I can't even, like, think of, I think I'm at that point in life and responsibility where I wouldn't even buy an 80 to 100, 100 hour video right. game. So I'm just like, I don't even know. My, my brain is just like, block them out. They should be labeled in some part of, like, the video game store or whatever with, like, oh, this is the divorce section. If you have one or if you would like one, buy this. Yeah, I don't know if I ever have. Like, I'm, I, <clears throat> I'm certain I've spent more than eighty or hundred hours playing a game. You know, like whether it's a sports game or it's one of these strategy games I play these days because I'm old. But like, sure. it's, it's like we're going to start the story and we're going to play through until we kill the bad guy. Like, how the hell does that take eighty hours? Um, I can't. All right, well, I got bad news. That. I googled the hundred hour video games. Um, and I click the first result because blazy. One of the first predictions on here was Red Dead Redemption Two. So oh Lord, that's gonna happen. So, um, some personal news: this podcast is canceled <laughs> for the month after that game no, comes out. No, no, it's a, it's just a Red Dead Redemption Two podcast. Okay, you gotta pivot. <laughs> you gotta pivot into what works. Okay. Uh, oh, it's can, not about college you can football. Follow us it's, on Twitch. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm scrolling through these. I haven't even heard of half of these games. I, I recognize that they exist. Um, Lego Worlds? Sure, man. What the hell is that? How could that sea be? Of, sea of Thieves? Oh, man, I feel so old. 
So the answer is probably Mario 3 before I learned about the warp whistle. That is true back in the day. Like that um, Ninja Gaiden, Gaiden, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like yep. those old impossible Nintendo games. Yeah, I probably dumped 100 hours in those. <laughs> yeah, the NES Ninja Turtles. Yeah, where it's like, did you ever get past level three? No. 100 hours, got to level three. <laughs> How many lives do you start times. with? Two. And you lose a life every time you get looked at funny. <laughs> yeah. It's a realistic game about life on the streets as a nude ninja turtle, okay? <laughs> yeah, so I think the answer is, um, I mean, I'm sure I put that much into like Madden 04, but did I ever really beat it? No, you can't. You can't beat Madden. That doesn't make sense. I mean, you win the Super Bowl, you you, you got to start scouting draft prospects. That's right. It's just like being a real coach. Just like, yeah, well, this took no time to away from. Oh, we what are we celebrating anyway? Damn, dolphins have won a Super Bowl. What are we, the Dolphins? <laughs> so uh, I mostly I'm mostly happy that there are people listening to this podcast that are like, oh, the Dolphins won a Super. I didn't even know that. Yeah, well, until you said that, I mean, I don't even know when the last time that information crossed through my brain was. So that was a that was a pleasant refresh. Surely it was when Nick Saban was there, right? Greatest coach of all time. In, in um, he was on the way. Okay, that's a good way to put it. That's that's a real slick way to put it. Yeah, he loosened the jar. He didn't quite open it, but that's not his fault. Um, <laughs> all right, I'll just dive into this question because it'll make me sad. It's from noted cold person at the Great It's. Will Muschamp will finish ahead of Florida in the SEC East for 2018 and 2019. Oh. Hmm. Um, all right. Well, now we're going to do it. Now you're going to make me look up Florida's football schedule for both of those years, which is just, just damn rude. Okay. So uh, obviously we only care about the SEC games because we're just talking about the East race. Um, Florida has to go to Knoxville to Starkville early in the year. They get LSU at home. They got to go to Vanderbilt and they get South Carolina at home. And there's maybe a Georgia game in there somewhere and Missouri game, whatever. Um, That's not too bad. All told that's manageable. However, Florida is bad and um, will maybe be less bad next year, but who's to say I'm not confident. Maybe you've never listened to this podcast before. Uh, South Carolina on the other hand, God, your page takes forever to load. I don't need this Toyota ad. Carolina, of course, your um, all-time most hated conference rival is Texas A&M, where Jimbo's boys have to play, what is it, like Clemson, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Jesus, Thanos, fucking mm-hmm. Darth Maul. Like- only, half, only half a Darth Maul, though. Darth Maul is on scholarship restrictions. I threw so. him in there because I like him. He's really not all that tough. First of all, South Carolina's schedule took so long to load that I'm pretty sure that was their way of saying, like, are you sure? Hey, uh, it's February. Are you sure you want to care about South Carolina football right now? You sure you shouldn't be doing literally hey, anything just, else? Just putting our pants on. You're the first person who's wanted this information ever. We usually don't get this until July. Oh, hey, it's a pop-up for your family. Look at that. <laughs> you got to close that ad before you can look at the schedule. Yep, it's them. <laughs> Photo of them. How do we get it? Don't worry about it. Uh, so South Carolina's road schedule at Vanderbilt, at Kentucky, at Ole Miss, at Florida. God. Yeah. You know what? Fine. 
fine. 2018, they got it. 2019, I make no predictions. Yeah, that's, I mean, come on. What is this? If you're certain who's going to be coaching which team, then you are... Honestly, honestly, the smart bet is probably just to say no, because under the exact terms, it has to be must champ finishing ahead of Florida, right? That's true, but that doesn't mean he has to do it at South Carolina. Hmm. So, so he would have to be within the SEC and ahead of Florida. It doesn't matter which he, he'd have to be within the SEC East. And all I'm saying is, let's say Kirby Smart gets very ill, and let's mm-hmm. say. Georgia doesn't want the public to know that they pull a Dave and they're just like, "Will get out here. Will put on the visor. Just go. You're you're Kirby. Just play the part. He can do it. Yeah, that would fulfill the terms. Of course, it would be there would be all sorts of of, of investigations and notaries and and so forth and haggling with um, mm-hmm. the person who asked this question until the truth was revealed via a public records request that it was actually not Kirby, but Will Muschamp. Luckily, those in the state of Georgia, th- those are turned around just a mon- just a moment, just a quick matter of time. So, 2076, we have agreed to release this FOIA. <laughs> um, this question also made me come to the uncomfortable realization that all three of Florida's current football coach, Dan Mullen, and its last two coaches, Jim McElwain and Will Muschamp, they all kind of look the same in the way that like a PlayStation two RPG create a character was sort of like, Oh, you know, all these different options. And it's like, it's just the same white, white dude. And I can like slightly change his haircut and how fat his neck is. That's it. These are the Mm. same people. So that makes me feel good. Can you, can you pick a Can you pick a take now, please? I like this three pack. From Mighty Vulcan, a Narwhal, and Owen Johnson. Uh, why are the Beatles so overrated? Ancient Rome was overrated, and Nirvana is overrated. I'll stamp okay. all three of those opinions. I like all three of them. You're um, you're you're on board with all. Can you can you rank them in order of overratedness? Least overrated. Go. Least overrated. Um, I mean, at least Nirvana was doing their own thing, I guess, as far as I know. You know, whereas like the Beatles, all they did was show up here and play our own songs back to us. You know, like, oh, oh we're going to take some Chuck Berry songs and we're going to go play them for Americans. We already had those. You know, like, what was that? And like ancient <laughs> Chuck Rome, Berry like, had them. <laughs> like, like ancient Rome. OK, so you're going to be a big Mediterranean empire. Greece already did that. Persia did that before Greece. So, either of those two is most overrated here. They copied the playbook. Yeah. In it, to answer the question, why were the Beatles so overrated? Um, it's because there was nothing else to do in the city. You had you had two options in the '60s if you were a young person. You could participate in the civil rights movement, which if you did, great. But you know, some people didn't live in the relevant areas, or maybe didn't want to get like wanted to do other things as well as participate in the civil rights movement, or I don't know, they were intensely racist. Who's to say? Mm-hmm. Um, your other options were to watch terrible television. In 1964, on primetime television, Lassie was on. Lassie. You could watch Lassie, you could watch the Patty Duke show, you could watch the Beverly Hillbillies, the Munsters, Bewitched. And this has me thinking, 
so Jason, you and I are about the same age. So these were probably also the shows that were on this and like Gilligan's Island and shit like that. That's the shit that was on during the summer in the middle of the day, right? On your TNT, your TBS, when it, whenever a Braves game was rained out, basically. Right, right, sure, yeah. Right, right. So if that's what, if, if we were watching like cheesy old 60s television as children, what were they watching? There was nothing to watch in the middle of the day when the Braves game was rain, rained out. There was absolutely nothing. So at that point, it was just listen to the Beatles or go participate in the Civil Rights Movement. And if you're a Braves fan, eh, I don't know if you're participating in the Civil Rights Movement. <laughs> <laughs> Odds are slim. I mean, and even you know, even even the most uh, kind-hearted and um, uh, generous of Braves fans, you'd get tired of participating in the Civil Rights Movement at some point. Sure. I mean, if you sure. did it for 23 hours a day, at some point you have to sit down. You know. Oh yeah. I mean, um, I mean, even the most staunch participant of the civil rights movement in the 1960s would tell you it was exhausting. It was mentally, physically, emotionally tiring. Do you know what's not listening to a Beatles song? It's, it's like eating a Jolly Rancher the right way where you just stick it in your mouth and let it melt. Mm -hmm. That shit is easy as, as fuck. And in the sixties, that's what you wanted. Just something super non-challenging and simple. Yeah. It's like putting a Tide Pod in your washing hey hey okay that's fine come on now you know we don't encourage that washing your clothes that is we're bloggers <laughs> disgusting <laughs> <laughs> i like um i like the song about wanting to hold her hand and i like the weird one at the end of the rock band game where the building explodes and falls apart that one's pretty good so look that one up and that is their other good song they got two they got two joints two good two good jams they did pivot pretty hard from like Billy Joel style. This is the most straightforward song in the world to like drugs. Yeah. Which is impressive because Billy Joel, you know, not exactly the cleanest body, but he stays on message, doesn't he? He's still telling you what's going <laughs> <That> on. <he> <laughs> does. Had my license suspended in 1984. And he did. I don't know if that's true. Um, this question comes from Brian Miles at Brymai. We should have a midseason all-star game in college football just to make Nick Saban coach it, and because who boy would people get mad? Brian, yes, they would. Mostly the second part of that is what I want to talk about, because <clears throat> if we decided to have an NHL, baseball, NBA-style all-star game halfway through the year, in college football. Jason, what would people say if they were opposed to these things? If they were opposed to their players participating in them? The poor overworked student athletes don't have time to recover and study for their tests. <laughs> okay. That's what um yeah, three sports writers would say. What would what if you were a fan, what would you say? Well, I think if you're a fan, you would use that argument because you don't want your guys getting tired or hurt. Right, right. You would want them being picked, but you would want them to decline the honor. Sure, because we don't want our guys getting hurt in a meaningless game. We want them. We want them to just let's you know not, step let's aside. Not waste our injuries in an all-star game. We need to save those injuries. <laughs> we need to save them. Okay. I only have so many health health pods that I can use. 
I gotta find more. I gotta beat. Uh, I gotta beat the Gerudo village thing first. Get more hearts. We, we gotta beat Vanderbilt to unlock an extra heart. <laughs> Jabu Jabu, no, Vandy's y'all. Like, Van, Vandy, Vandy's like a fifth of a heart at best. <clears throat> oh, Vandy is the Deku tree. It's just that. <laughs> Just at the beginning, and you're just like, oh, that's it? All right, cool. You beat Vandy, and you get 10 coins. <laughs> and then Vandy dies, and you're supposed to feel sad, but you've, like, barely known Vandy, so kind of feels weird. Um, yeah, this is a bowl game. It's just in the middle of the season. That's the best part of it. So, yes, mm-hmm. we should do this just to just to test all the people who are like, so-and-so is sitting, sitting out of the bowl game and he doesn't respect his teammates and he doesn't respect the, the great honor it is to go to Shreveport and get a duffel bag. This this plus, you know, the transfer rule. You're going to want this all-star game so that guys can make contacts with lower schools that they can immediately transfer to. <laughs> <laughs> the all-star game is just a big old, a big old swap meet of humans. Yeah, it's a, it's a job fair. It's Trading fine. themselves. I like how we've we in our in our efforts to improve this sport, which is how I would describe these ideas. We really only change things by like one or two percent. You know, we we don't we don't make radical changes. We make slight tweaks, and they sound really crazy, which should tell you something about the way things actually are. Yeah, we're not we're not adding new things. We're just sort of like changing the ratios. You know, we're just oh, we're gonna use a little more nutmeg. Filling with the sliders. Like this one, for for instance, this is from Kevin Gengler, at Kevin Gengler on Twitter. How would you fix Rutgers football? This is very easy. I would just cheat. I would just cheat so hard, so much, because Rutgers of old cheating would have stood out. People would have said, wait a second, why is, you know, what's going on here? Rutgers isn't a power program, blah, 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 blah. But now, if you're Michigan and you lose a four-star tight end to Rutgers? Are you going to be able to say, oh, well, they paid him. Like, now you had to do that. That's where you had to go for this. To, why do you think, like, UNC got away with it under Butch Jones for so long? Or Butch Davis, rather, for so long? Because it was UNC football. Nobody wants to turn around and say, well, they're cheating. Because they're not good. Right. If you're not good, you should cheat. I think the other thing with Rutgers to fix Rutgers is they should go back to the Big East. And this, after I say that, the gears start turning. The smart listener out there says, well, there is no such thing as Big East football anymore, to which I say, exactly. Conference championship. Oh, look at that. Undefeated. Eight eight years in a row? Big East champions? Rutgers? Huh. Boy. Mm Mm-hmm. Sure seems better than whatever Maryland's doing in the Big Ten. <laughs> Idiots. Penn, Penn, Penn State had signed every recruit in our state. Well, they didn't win the Big East, did they? Can't, can't win a conference. Can't no, I. that's that's the other East. option. Is That's the other option is for Rutgers to just like float. I don't know. Just say they're going to the Pac-12 to the right people and the Pac-12 panics and like, yes, we knew that. Yep. We, yep, <laughs> we, we wanted it to happen. We the papers have been drawn up. The Pac-12 is fine, and you can't have it on television because television's bad for you. Pac-12 knows that. That's why we're not on it. Wants you to come out and get fresh air and and buy a tofu dog. Pac-12 people, they're selling it as all as part of their international expansion plan. Like, well, I th- I thought you were going the other way. I thought you were going to China. 
No, no, it's New there, Jersey. There still, are many, still there a are many paths country. on the many paths on the Spice Road, traveler. Many paths. <laughs> We're going the roundabout way. What's the hurry? What's the hurry? Sometimes in risk, you have to pick a random country to just pick a foothold in. We we had to add Rutgers because there's one town, there's a suburb of Philadelphia where people get the Pac-12 network. We don't know why. Those are precious commodities, and we need to hang on to them. There are exactly having, eight cities in the world where people get the Pac-12 network, and now we hold all of them. We're having the Pac-12 championship at Yankee Stadium. Do something about it. <laughs> something they no, they would have it at Shea Stadium. That's <laughs> the, the one Pac-12 that doesn't move. exist anymore. Oh no. It's at the tennis. It's at the U.S. Open tennis facility. That's where it is. <laughs> the Pac-12. They gotta have there somewhere where no one goes. No humans go there. And even right. if they could, they wouldn't want to. That'd be the Pac-12 move. You know, you know what it is? It's like the old New Jersey Nets Stadium, wherever that is. It's I'm sure. Oh, it's the the Izod Center. I believe it was last called. Wow. Yeah. I've been there. I've I've been to the Izod Center exactly once back when LeBron was uh, going through his first run with the Cavs. That was the only reason I went to a Nets game. And Montel Jordan was the halftime performer. It was sad all around. Damn, this is Pac-12 as hell. This is Pac- Montel Jordan, Pac-12 commissioner. Approved. <laughs> Found your new home, Pac-12. Um... This is how we do it. It's Friday night, after all. <laughs> Hey, they do love Friday night. They do love doing stuff like having their only playoff team play on a Friday night at like four. It's Friday night. All right. Kids love Montel Jordan. You say, hey, Pac-12, why did you have Washington travel to Arizona on a Friday? This is how we do it. (laughs) This is this is how we do it. Okay. Um, Unfortunately, it will be very sad when the Pac-12 has its conference championship at the Izod Center in New Jersey and Rutgers, not close. Not even. No. Just no. Yeah, still still won't happen. It's cool. It's cool. Um, here's an easy one from Blockchain Bra 420. Is college football going to exist in 25 years? No. No. Next. Um, from Turbo Weasel on Twitter, Nebraska will go six and six despite despite all of the frost type. Despite is a funny word there. Cause like they were way worse than six and six. If you creep up to six and six, it's still something, man. <laughs> I mean, I don't like he went to UCF year one was six and six. So boom, Nebraska fake national title in year two. Come on. It wouldn't be the first one, right? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. They deserve the 97 title. I'm kidding. It's a joke. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I'd take them over that Michigan team. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, God. We're going to get oh, great. You can uh, tweet at Spencer, Michigan fans. <laughs> at tweet EDSBS? At, tweet at EDSBS with all your um, 97 team was robbed takes. Uh, yes, I know about the flea kicker, but I also saw what happened at the end of that Rose Bowl. That was some bullshit. So Every dead Schnellenberger belongs somewhere. <laughs> That's what it stands for. Yeah. That's what it stands so. for. Yeah. He won't even say where. He won't even say heaven. That ass. That stupid ass. Um. <laughs> Nebraska, I mean, Nebraska, can Nebraska go sick? <laughs> they, they, how would they, who, uh, God, there, I guess there are six losable games on the schedule. It depends, because, like, you play Illinois, it can't be that one. You play Akron, can't be that one. But, like, oh, it, it's it's possible, but you would have to lose. I mean, you're losing to Northwestern, because you always lose to Northwestern. 
Okay, so so let's say you lose all your away games. Michigan, Wisconsin, Northwestern, Ohio State, and Iowa. Like that in and of itself is not impossible. But let's say let's say you lose all of them. Now you gotta pick a home loss and like what's the most palatable one on here? Michigan State? That could happen. They return per- Purdue their entire team. Mm-hmm. Minnesota? Yeah, maybe. Like you got you gotta you gotta drop a game at home that you really don't want to lose and you have to lose all your road games. I mean, after you ran through that schedule, I'm like, let's shoot for six and six here. <laughs> That's a that's a pretty rough schedule, if you ask me. Um, let's do this one from Cupus Maximus at Cupus Maximus. I've never seen The Godfather, and I don't know if I want to watch it because it's long. That's fine. Yeah, it is long, man. Um, what do you got to know about The Godfather? Um, guy gets shot at a toll booth. Guy eats a lot of oranges. He dies too. There's guns, there's a cannoli. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, it's one of those things we've tried to watch it like decades later. Like, I think I watched it for the first time. I watched it for the first time in college. And at that point, it had been out forever. And I'm watching it like, oh, I'm going to soak up the brilliance. And then, you know, it's like, yeah. I mean, if you've seen Goodfellas, you've seen the same movie, just with more cussing and uh, shooting and entertainment. So just watch Goodfellas instead. It's it's two fifty eight. Godfather is two fifty eight. Goodfellas is two twenty eight. Save yourself that half hour. Look at oh that. my you, god! You 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 cram that half hour and you devote it toward one of these hundred and fifty hour video games that are apparently going on. You won't, like, you will need them. There's a Godfather video game. That shit would take. They nine made that. Years. No no they made a Godfather video game. I'm I am oh. positive they did this. This was probably in hold on 2006. Yep, that was the time when we all made bad choices. Oh, that, so that sounds, sounds horrible. Right. I was I was thinking you're gonna say like 1989 and it's like a type your own adventure kind of thing, but 06. No. Like I just picture how awful this was. No, 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 no. Um, God, this has a long Wikipedia page for sure. Oh, it's an open world action adventure. Oh no fucking great because really what that movie needed was to spend more time exploring stuff uh-huh yeah just really really marinating in it the the plot is the plot the plot of this video game stretches over seven paragraphs on wikipedia <laughs> there are novels that are described jesus christ okay yeah don't don't play this game don't don't I mean it's a 2006 game so I don't think you should but um they also made a Scarface video game so it's fine that sounds pretty good I bet I bet that one's a lot better also in 2006 um guess what it's an open world action adventure game mm. there was a time when all the, every there was a time when every video game we made was just like oh what if it's just Grand Theft Auto can we just steal Grand Theft Auto? Cool. Yeah, we wouldn't really feel like making levels, so it's an open world. Uh, yeah, okay, so so it's Truman Show, except you can find guns and do <laughs> missions, and you got to kill Ed Harris. He's the final. He's the final baddie. Did you get Ed Harris? No, we did not. We got Ed Begley. Ed Begley Jr. is the uh, is the voice of Ed Harris in this Truman Show, the open world adventure game. <laughs> 
a lot of people asked us about national anthems. A lot of people wanted it because those have been in the news. Our um our very long and complicated national anthem that is just a series of questions about whether a flag is still upright amid bombings or not uh, is in the news. Thanks to Fergie, who <laughs> was going for like some sort of a like 1930s jazz lounge kind of thing or whatever. She was trying and, to make um, it. She was trying to make it sexual. She was trying to sexualize the national anthem. Yeah, the song about like the walls are exploding. But Can you see? Yeah, it's it's a very long it's a very long way of asking. Hey, it's smoky. Can you see the flag? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. The, I was thinking the the most. I mean, yeah, you could send out you know any old bad singer or whatever. But I think what would fill me with the most dread would be if Imagine Dragons came out and did it because my lord, I'd be hearing that shit every forty five minutes mm-hmm. and every every. Um, go to commercial bumper in every college football game for the next 12 months because every time those fellas get into a studio, they produce something that I hear a hundred times whether I want to or not. I would like it to be some like, mm, you kind of know him, but he wasn't that successful rap. Let's use Mr. Cheeks. Let's say it's Mr. Cheeks. And I would like him not to rap the national anthem, but I would like him to sing it and sing it beautifully. Like so beautifully and so powerfully that we're all like, oh my fucking God, Mr. Cheeks could sing the whole time. And then we go to him and we're like, Mr. Cheeks, that was, and the best part is we have to keep calling him Mr. Cheeks throughout this exchange, this fictitious exchange. And we say, that was so like moving. You touched parts of my soul. I didn't even know existed. We need you to sing more. And he's just like, no, man, just the rap. I just do the rap. That's it. Here's lights, camera, action again for the 18th time. <laughs> yeah, because with that, it would be the, just a tantalization that we couldn't hear Mr. Cheek sing anymore. All right, I'm going to throw this one to you. It's from Chris Laporte at Laporte Report. The Super Bowl is in Atlanta next season. Don't know if you knew that. Which NFC fan base do you least want to have invade your city? I'm going to take one team off the board here. Okay, thank because you. The, like the obvious answer here is the Saints. Yeah, I'd I'd rather not. I, I, I honestly, that's sort of a waking nightmare of mine for the past. I don't know since they announced the game. So yeah. just pretending no, that no. is an impossibility that would really lighten the mood. No, um, if if here's if the Saints if the Saints win the NFC Championship next year, Atlanta fans are going to put their houses on Airbnb and then immediately start googling how to cause carbon monoxide poisoning. So. <laughs> So no, let's take New Orleans out of this altogether. I think we're just gonna move. I think it's just, <laughs> we we all live in South Carolina now. That's where we, we just just up the whole just town like and just like dug it Atlanta up. up and moved it slowly. Yeah, there's nothing there. There's a stadium. That's it. Airport stadium. That's it. We took okay. Everything yep. Else. Yep. Um, <clears throat> let's see here. So. What is the question? Who do we least which, want to see? Which, which NFC fan base do you least want to have invade the city for the Super Bowl next year? Um, I mean, they're kind of all already here because it's Atlanta. So <laughs> they've all already got their <laughs> enormous sleeper cells here already. Um, Packers fans are actually low-key obnoxious, I've found. Okay. Okay. In their, in their journeys here. Um, I like Seahawks fans. How do you feel about Cowboys fans? I don't really mind them. Um, okay. They don't really care much about sports, so 
what are they going to do, you know? <laughs> like, they don't really know who any other players are or anything like that. It's like you just distract them with like a Duke basketball jersey. I don't know. They don't care. They're fine. They're harmless. But, but then Chris Christie gets to come. That's nice. <laughs> Lifelong. Good Dallas. Good for him. Good for him. That's Texan how you know Chris sports Christie. are bullshit in the Northeast. Because the governor of New Jersey was a fucking Cowboys fan. Imagine that shit flying in any southern state. If the fucking governor of Florida was like, oh, actually, you know what? Go balls. So, I mean, as a Falcons fan, I would say I would be most distressed to see the Lions come through because that is a, <laughs> one of the that is one of the like three teams we're ahead of right now. And if right, they right. were to jump us like, oh, Lord, right. we're ahead of the Cardinals and that's it. You know what I mean? Right. Like. Right. But as far as actual fan bases, I don't know. If the Giants fans were really feeling themselves, that'd be pretty terrible. Um, God, I just I just love, like, chubby Matt Stafford walking back into, oh, here he comes. It's our, our state's favored son. He didn't grow up here. Yeah, but we fed him. <laughs> we grew like, him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> him, him and Noshan Moreno, again, another Texas-New Jersey connection. He suckled at our buttery teat, and that's what's important. <laughs> Flown here, not grown here. <laughs>